Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Every year, the Librarian of Congress picks 25 movies to add to the National Film Registry. And, you know, they range from, I don't know, blockbusters to obscure collections and interesting historical footage. Yeah, musicals, silent films, sports documentaries, stuff like that. So this year, uh, the list includes two holiday classics. One, The Nightmare Before Christmas and Home Alone. It's been, what, 33 years since Home Alone was released. And of course, you know, we talked about the inflation for the things that Kevin gets at the grocery store when he picked up the gallon of milk and the orange juice and the TV dinner and the Wonder Bread and the frozen mac and cheese and the liquid detergent, the saran wrap, a bag of toy soldiers, snuggle dryer sheets, and toilet paper. And he used a dollar off coupon. And it still cost him under $20. And that was, you know, 33 years ago. And now, uh, and I think we talked about it, it's now, you know, almost, well, something like that. Uh, Just incredible, uh, the inflation. But I was looking at some of the other, uh, well, some of the other things that happened during the movie that you think, wow, that was actually uh, part of the movie. Like uh, Candy's role, John Candy's role in the movie was pretty much all improv. Uh, And Macaulay Culkin uh, his, uh, scream where he puts uh, shave after shave lotion on or after shave cream on. And, uh, he screams because it burns his face. Yeah. He was only supposed to pat his, uh, pat his face. And of course then he, uh, you know, patted his face, left his hands on his face and screamed, uh, left in the movie and one of the most, you know, classic scenes ever, uh, from the movie. And uh, I guess, uh, Catherine O'Hara, his mother, who played in the film, they still have a great relationship, uh, Macaulay Culkin and her. Uh, and I forgot that uh, the cousin <laughs> in the movie, that's Culkin's real-life brother. <laughs> so pretty. it's interesting that it's that long ago, and I love watching that movie, and we'll definitely watch it again here as we head into the holidays. If you're listening live, today is the 21st of December, 2023, and uh, this will be the final chewing the fat of 2023. I know, I know. Dry your eyes. I was looking at the list of the films that uh, went in this year, and I mean, there are 875 films in the National Film Registry now. They started back in 1988. But the films that went in this year, A Movie Trip Through Filmland, 1921, Dinner at Eight, 1933, The Mohulano Family Film Collection, I bet you that's great, from the 50s and the 70s, Helen Keller, In Her Story, write your own jokes, Lady of the Tramp from 55, Edge of the City, 57, We're Alive from 74, Cruisin' J-Town from 1975, The Alambrista from 1977, Passing Through, 77, Fame, classic, 1980, uh, <laughs> Desperately Seeking Susan, another classic from 1985. The Lighted Field, 87. Meituan from 87. Home Alone, as we said, 1990. Queen of Diamonds, 1991. Terminator 2, Judgment Day from 1991. 
Nightmare Before Christmas, as we said, from 93. The Wedding Banquet, 1993. Amaya Lin, A Strong, Clear Vision from 94. Apollo 13 from 95. Bamboozled from 2000. Love and Basketball from 2000. 12 Years a Slave, which is a great movie. And that was made in 2013. And 20 Feet from Stardom. In 2013, those are your 25 that uh, went into the uh, National Film Registry this year. And the 800, there's 875 of them, as I said. And I've gone through them and looked at them. I didn't see The Godfather in there, which is amazing. I've got to look at this list again and make sure I had that right. But uh, there were some movies that should be in the National Film Registry that aren't. But uh, they need help. Uh, they can call me or you can just, you know, email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. I'm willing, I'm willing to help put uh, movies that need to be in the National Film Registry. Uh, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> I'm laughing out loud again, uh, telling you the story. In Brazil... They have now started using geese to be prison guards. Uh, They waddle around the perimeter of the prison in uh, Brazil's southern state of Santa Carina. Uh, The geese have edged out their uh, canine predecessors on patrols to make sure inmates do not escape. So they're dubbed geese agents... And they patrol a green space between the prison's inside fence and the main outer wall. Uh, The staff, of course, say, then I say of course because what else are they going to say, that the vigilance of the geese make them an excellent guard animals, even more than dogs. Uh Uh-huh. We have electronic surveillance, in-person surveillance, and finally, finally, the surveillance of the geese which replaced the dogs okay so i guess if you try to sneak by the old geese prison break prison break prison break prison break oh no oh no oh no so i apparently and here's why they're doing it okay buried in the story the flock of geese is more affordable than raising dogs Uh Uh-huh. Nighttime is very quiet. Even during the day, as you uh, walk around, it's quiet. But, uh, don't even try anything. Because if you try try to walk through that green space... You get the old honking geese, and uh, the guards will come a-running. So, coming to a prison fencing surveillance space near you soon the geese agents it's scary it's scary if you're a prisoner so are we taking it down are we leaving it up are we taking it down i thought we were done taking down statues but apparently not apparently not the confederate memorial or the reconciliation monument 
is at the heart of this legal battle now as at the Arlington National Cemetery and uh, they wanted to take it down and then they had a court case that said no you can't take it down and now I guess a federal judge has said yeah go ahead take it down uh, well, they're, and they're not necessarily just taking it down there, removing it from the Arlington National Cemetery in Northern Virginia. And they're going to send it to the New Market Battlefield State Historical Park in the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. It's a monster uh, <laughs> monument. I don't know how they're going to move it without damaging some stuff. It's going to be pretty you know it's gonna gotta cost a fortune to try to move this thing apparently safety fencing has been installed around the memorial and officials anticipate completing the removal in the next couple of days uh during the removal uh, graves and headstones will be protected will they uh will the monument be protected i don't know it's uh it's really weird the monument itself you know is claimed to be some kind of racist monument but it actually features a bronze woman crowned with olive leaves standing on a 32-foot pedestal was designed to represent the American South. And according to Arlington, the woman holds a laurel wreath, a plow stock, and a pruning hook with a biblical inscription at her feet that says, they have beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Some figures, eh, some people believe that, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the reconciliation monument is, uh, well, it's a mythalized vision of the Confederacy, including highly sanitized depictions of slavery. Oh, oh, okay. Two of the 32 life-sized figures are depictions of African-Americans. One is an enslaved woman depicted as the stereotype of a mammy holding an infant of a white officer, while the other is an enslaved man following his owner to war. The cemetery said the inscription on the monument, the victorious cause was pleasing to the gods but lost to Cato, portrays the South succession as a noble lost cause. And so we can't have that. And if we take this statue down or move it, to their special new site there at the New Market Battlefield State Historical Park. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. Racism will be gone and it will be fine. Don't forget this started, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago or four years ago during the riots or whatever. They had an independent commission uh, that recommended that the memorial, memorial be taking, d- taken down as part of its final report uh, to Congress on renaming all of the military bases and assets that commemorate the Confederacy. And so we can't have that. We cannot be reminded of our history. Okay? So why don't you just shut up? And I don't even want to hear it. Talking about the, uh, you can tell the uh, life of a nation Uh, Nations that are on the upward movement are building monuments and nations that are on the downward movement are tearing down monuments. So why don't you just shut up, okay? I mean, there is good news coming from the government. Uh, The IRS said that it's going to waive penalty fees for people who fail to pay their back taxes that total less than $100,000 a year for the tax years 2020 and 2021. So nearly 5 million people, businesses, and tax-exempt organizations 
uh, most making under 400000 a year, will be eligible for the relief starting this week, which, according to the IRS, totals about a billion dollars. Now, according to this story, they temporarily suspended mailing automated reminders to pay overdue tax bills during the pandemic. Beginning in February 2022, the agency's leadership says the pause in automated, automated reminders is a reason behind the decision to forgive the failure to pay penalties. So, since you weren't reminded, how could you remember to pay? And they're going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> going to waive those penalty fees. They're going to waive the penalty fees. Uh, they're not going to waive the, the taxes. So it's good news. Like I said, good news from the government. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Okay, so for those of you that are thinking about taking care of, uh, you know, a little holiday Christmas business, uh, be careful. Men are being warned against engaging in energetic Christmas romps because the chances of suffering a painful penile fracture dramatically rise during the holiday week. Okay, so now this is a German study. They uh, studied 3,421 German men between 2005 and 2021. And they found that the chances of sustaining the painful groin injury rose significantly between December 24th and December 26th. So maybe, maybe you say, hey, uh, hold up on the business between the 24th and the 26th. And maybe not. Maybe you figure, you know what? I can take a shot if you know what I'm saying. So 43% more penile fractures have occurred in Germany. Remember, this is a German study uh, from 2005 on. Men aiming to be more exploratory in the bedroom should delay their lovemaking until New Year's Eve, according to the study. Uh, as by then, I guess there's a significant reduction in the risk of fractures. There were only 28 cases recorded during that 16-year period. Now, according to the research leader, Dr. Nicholas Pyregides, P-Y-R-G-I-D-E-S, a urologist at the Ludwig Maximilian University of Munich, and I love the Ludwig Maximilian University of Munich, he said that uh, the fractures, the penile fractures, usually occur during wild sex. And he had the risk of injury increases, especially in positions where you're not in direct eye contact with your partner. Then he used an example of such as the reverse cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you slow down on the old friskiness and uh, take care of yourself uh, while you're getting ready for a little business. Okay, so just be careful out there. It uh, goes on to say uh, the victims of the injury could usually identify. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Uh, we've I think we have talked about the uh, the injury before on this program. Uh, it's a fracture. And you will hear it as an audible crack, followed by pain and losing uh, your full readiness quickly. Uh, also, the man part looks like an eggplant after the injury occurs. And I, I want to be clear, I do not wish that on anyone. The injury typically requires a hospital stay and a surgery in about 25% of the cases. Ooh, 
also causes urethral injuries affecting the man's ability to urinate. That does not sound good at all. The average age of the injury was 42 uh, in this study. So, hey, just be careful out there. You do not want a penile fracture. So I see where Warner Brothers, Discovery, and Paramount are in talks for potential global merger. The combined valuation of the media giants is over $38 billion. I don't know if I'm all for that or not, but it's probably, you know, going to happen. I see where uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Discovery CEO David Zaslav, uh, reportedly met with Paramount Global CEO Bob Backish to discuss the potential deal. Uh, Zaslav is also said to have spoken to Paramount Chair Sherry Redstone, who is eager to sell the company. Yeah, I mean, they have some serious debt. So they're looking forward to making a deal, and it's going to be coming at you very, very soon. Go ahead. Whatever. Just who cares about who cares about any of the antitrust regulators, any of that stuff. Move on. It's going to happen. Okay? It's going to happen. I also see where uh, Byron Allen, the media mogul, has offered to buy BET Media from Paramount for $3.5 billion. So that's probably going to happen if they're looking to unload some debt uh, and they need some cash. That is probably going to happen. So Byron Allen looks like he's going to be the... uh, the new head dog at BET Media Group. Be sure to uh, follow me on my social medias, uh, X at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And Jeff driving to Florida, Matt and Cheryl. I got your emails. I see them. I see all the emails. Thank you for uh, listening and thanks for emailing the show. Appreciate it. Jeff is heading to Gatorland, one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. And they have a new baby uh, white gator there. It's not an albino gator. What the heck is it called? I think it is. I think it is just a rare white alligator. It's because uh, the difference is the uh, the eye color. Anyway, Gatorland is awesome. Uh, I love it. So he's going to enjoy it. Just remember to bring your own hot dogs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can go. You go. If you've never been, go the first time and you know, spend your money, buy the hot dogs from Gatorland, but then you're going to think, man, I could have just bought a couple thousand hot dogs from Walmart and uh, had just as much fun. But I love throwing the hot dogs into the river for the uh, for the Gators. So much fun. Anyway, uh, thank you for uh, listening and thank you for uh, emailing the show. I appreciate it very much. You can also order a Cameo from me at JeffyJFR on Cameo. That's not free. But uh, you just go to Cameo at JeffyJFR and order it. Tell them, you know, what you want me to do. And uh, I'm your trained little monkey on Cameo. And then now that's how it works. At JeffyJFR on Cameo. YouTube channel is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Today, if you're listening live, as I stated earlier, is the 21st of December, 2023. It is the shortest day of the year. I know. And plus, uh, today is uh, winter, right? We begin winter uh, at, I don't know, sometime. Sometime today it's winter. So just, it doesn't matter. It's not winter until it's 10.37 p.m. at night. Okay. All right. You got it. 
is it 1037 Eastern? Yes. That's 1027, actually. Uh, 1027 Eastern. <laughs> it's not winter until that clock starts. It's like turning your clocks back. It happens at 2. That's it. Okay. All right. So the December solstice. Sol, sol, solstice. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh, it's the shortest, shortest day of the year. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. died today who died today uh herman rush herman rush tv producer and hollywood executive dead at the age of 94 he produced i don't know all kinds of television shows and served as president of columbia pictures television he uh born in philly he also created cats rush entertainment with raymond Katz, and the company produced all kinds of uh all kinds of shows. You may have seen the Cats Rush Entertainment logo. One of the shows that's listed here that he <laughs> that he helped create, The Susan Powder Show. I don't know if you remember Susan Powder, but I most definitely do. So anyway, uh, it's not a surprise that he actually died. Uh, because, well, he was nice. <laughs> don't look at me like that. All right, he died of natural causes. If he died of that, they would have said something. Okay. <laughs> but I know that he was 94. But as you're reading about the story, his wife, he has uh, two children. But his wife, that he was married to for 72 years, died in October. Very sad. So, I mean, it's not surprising that he did not uh, stay with us much longer after his wife died. They were married for 72 years. Incredible. Rest in peace. Herman Rush, dead at the age of 94. I see where we had a breakthrough on Ebola, too. <laughs> Researchers have discovered a new method that Ebola uses to spread inside the body. Okay, so the virus creates tunnels between cells which evade treatments that may be outside the cell wall. So I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess we have to find a way to get our treatment inside the tunnels to kill Ebola before it kills us. We need drillers. Uh, we need to drill. It's almost almost like the documentary Armageddon. We need to get inside and uh, destroy it inside of the tunnels before it destroys us. If you're looking for a new place, you can probably pick up uh, the Kanye West uh, beachfront Malibu, California mansion for at least $4 million under what he paid for it. Now, he uh, is selling it for $53 million. I'm saying you could get it for a lot less. No problem. He needs the cash. There's no way that it's worth $53 million. He spent $57 million on it a couple of years ago, then gutted the structure. I mean, it's just a gutted structure now. It's beautiful. It's on the beach. It's, uh, <laughs> it was made by uh, some designer, uh, Signature Ando. And uh, it's got his concrete walls and everything. It's 4,000 square feet, uh, 1,500 square feet of outdoor living area, 
12 tons of concrete, 200 tons of steel reinforcement, 12 massive pylons driven more than 60 feet into the sand. Natural light is used creatively throughout the space. Another signature of Undo to manipulate a warm feeling throughout the building and harmonize with its natural surroundings. Oh, okay. Um, Yay removed all the windows and electricity from the home in an attempt to transform the space into a bomb shelter. <laughs> when he had a bunch of cash coming in, that made sense. Now he has like no money. And, uh, well, I mean, he, has, he doesn't have as much money as he had before. And he needs, uh, he may be a little cash poor. So he's looking to, you know, offload the property. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck I mean you got nothing in it and you're still going to pay 53 million uh, I feel like uh, no I feel like no I know Kim uh, you know the ex just bought a 70 million dollar dump uh, on uh, on Malibu but uh, you know Kanye bought this place uh, a couple of years ago and he was thinking he was all cool for 57 million. So anyway, you could probably, it looks beautiful. I, I mean, I, if I had the money, if I had your money, uh, you know, I'd get it. But, uh, definitely if you have the money, there's no way you spend 53 million on that place. You come into Kanye and say, uh, I'll give you 40 million. And, uh, then I'm going to move in and, you know, bring in all the contractors and, you know, I'd like my lights and uh, air conditioning back. <laughs> <laughs> I know the old Japanese uh, architect uh, Tadao Ando uh, is a unique home architecture architecture genius or whatever you want to call him. But uh, I'm just saying that uh, we need a little bit more than just that natural light to uh, to be used creatively creatively throughout the space. Am I right, Ando? Am I right? Yeah, uh, I am. Okay, so I'm reading an article about Al Michaels, and uh, Al Michaels, the uh, sports broadcaster, legendary sports broadcaster, who's 79 now, and he broadcasts uh, for Amazon Prime, the Thursday night games. And so he was also had a deal with NBC where he was going to be broadcasting some of the wildcard games and the playoff games, which NBC said, no. Uh, we're not doing that this year. Your energy isn't quite... To, I'm sorry, they used the words a lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> so if you watch... I mean, some of the Thursday night games, especially in the first season, uh, because every team had to get a Thursday night game. So not every game was a good game. This year's been a little bit better. Uh, but I will say uh, that, uh, you know, it's a little... The whole thing, the whole Amazon NFL thing is a little weird. Uh, and I don't know what it is. Something I've talked about it, I think, before. There's something about the the audio uh, on the broadcast is not quite right. I don't know. The mix between the crowd and the announcers is just, I don't know, just off. And I know Al said that, you know, hey, it's fair to compare him to a baseball pitcher, you know, who cannot throw the ball as fast anymore. Well, yeah, but he's still Al Michaels. And he is Al Michaels. Hello. So he had a three-year deal. Uh, with NBC, uh, and then he got his Amazon Prime deal. But really, I want to kind of go on the record as saying, and I and I don't know if I'm the first, but let's just go on the record as saying 
the whole uh, Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet thing. I know we're not supposed to, we're supposed to like it. I know we're supposed to like it. And everybody's happy, happy, happy. And, you know, Al's the guy that uh, did Miracle on Ice. And he called all these great NFL games and uh, all, all of that. And he's a legend. I know he's a legend. I love Al Michaels. In fact, one of my favorite books is the Al Michaels book. And uh, if, just a, a, if you have an opportunity to read it, read it. It's fantastic. But the whole Kirk Herbstreit, who is college football, Kirk Herbstreit, college football, is doing NFL. So that alone is a little weird. But I, I'm past, I'm past that. Uh, you know, Kirk can do NFL. I just feel like the relationship between Al and Kirk just isn't there. It doesn't feel right. It's, something feels off, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Al thinks that, uh, you know, Al has lost his fastball and he just doesn't care anymore. I don't know if it's Herbie not quite knowing uh, what kind of role he's supposed to have with Al. It, you know, it, I know he says it's getting more comfortable and he loves working with Al and I'm sure he does. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I just, it's a really weird dynamic and I don't know what needs to happen. I mean, Amazon isn't going to give up the NFL. It's way too much money. Jeff Bezos has spent way too much money, and he needs to pay for uh, plastic surgery for the soon-to-be wife and the ships and the planes and everything else. And he's trying to, you know, he's whining that his space program isn't uh, up to snuff next to SpaceX. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Everyone else knew that, Jeff. Anyway, uh, I just the whole thing between Al and Kirk Herbstreit, something is off. And it needs to be fixed. And I, you know, the whole Amazon Prime football experience needs to be adjusted. And listen, if you need my help, <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You know, you can you can direct message me. You can email me. Do whatever you need. I'm here for you, Mr. Bezos. And notice I called him Mr. Bezos and not Jeff. Mr. Bezos, I'm here for you. Uh, so just let me know. I'm happy to help and make it right. But whatever is happening now. Uh, needs to uh, needs to something needs to be adjusted and you know I'm here for you that's all I'm saying So it is the holiday season and this uh, wraps up uh, 2023's Chewing the Fat. I know everybody has their uh, New Year's resolutions that they're doing. I've been listening to holiday music. I can't. First, I'm going to play. I have to play Oh Come All You Faithful from David Osmond and Clyde Bowden. I mean, I have to. That's a a tradition on Chewing the Fat. It's one of my all-time favorite songs uh, done from the uh, Believe Again album that uh, we did about 10 years ago, uh, that we, Glenn Beck, The Blaze, did about 10 years ago. But as I was listening to some old uh, Christmas stuff, like I was, I broke out Soul Christmas, uh, S-O-U-L, Christmas, uh, Backdoor Santa by Clarence Carter, The Christmas Song by King Curtis, Otis Redding's White Christmas, I'll Make Every Day Christmas for My Woman, Joe Tex, Silver Bells by Booker T., uh, Gee Whiz, It's Christmas by Carla Thomas. Merry Christmas Baby by Otis Redding. Presents for Christmas by Solomon Burke. Jingle Bells by Booker T and the MGs. Every Day Will Be Like a Holiday 
by William Bell and What Are You Doing New Year's Eve by Ken Cordes, Backdoor Santa by Clarence Carter. I mean, hello. That is just awesome. And th- that album was released, I think, in like 1968, 69, something like that. <laughs> if you can find it, uh, it's out there. I mean, it's out there. You're going to find it. I'm sure you know, they're not making the album anymore, but it's just awesome. And then, you know, I, we have the uh, I Want a Boob Job for Christmas with Virginia Cagle. I didn't play that this year, but I probably should. Speaking of Jeff Bezos' wife, uh, I probably should for her because for sure, uh, she's uh, Virginia Cagle is asking Santa to bring her a boob job for Christmas. Big old knockers out to here. <laughs> One of my favorite songs of all time uh, from Virginia Cagle, and uh, it just gets me through the holidays. And uh, I understand that uh, I understand the need to ask Santa for a boob job. I mean, I have to listen to it now. Every Christmas morning underneath the tree Lots of lovely presents are waiting there for me And though I'm quite delighted It's hard to get excited Who needs another sweater? Hey Santa, there is something a whole lot better. What is it? Are you listening, Santa? I am, Virginia. Go ahead. Come on. The good year on the side. All right, I won't play the whole thing. <laughs> well, that's a kind of I know I'm all over the place. I get it. But the holiday music, I am definitely all over the place. No question. Uh because I have Virginia and, uh, you know, then I have uh, Soul Christmas and Andy Williams. I mean, and Nat King Cole. There's just so much out there that's so good. And uh, What's Her Face, All I Want for Christmas is my two front teeth. No, not that. You know, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is you. And then we have Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, which has been number one now. I mean, there's so many, so many great Christmas songs. I mean, my favorite, obviously, is... The David Osmond with Glide Bowden, Oh Come All You Faithful. I mean, that song I listen to uh, often on year-round. Uh, it's just incredible. David and Clyde just did a wonderful job on this song. I, 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 seriously, I love it. And I'm going to play. It's going to end the show. Uh, it always ends the last show of the year for me. It has to. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a holiday tradition. It's a chewing the fat holiday tradition. So I don't know about uh, what kind of resolutions you're going to have. Uh, for 2024, I know, uh, I think my favorite, uh, my favorite plan for resolutions is, uh, the goal in 2024 would be to accomplish the goals that you set in 2023, which you should have done in 2022 because you made a promise to yourself in 2021 that you had planned on doing that in 2020. So maybe you just 
try to, you know, try to finish that. Okay. Thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat and coming along for the ride all year in 2023. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors uh, that 2024 will be a uh, will be a great year for Chewing the Fat. I almost believe that. <laughs> uh, so just uh, come along for the ride. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Enjoy your family. Uh, if you uh, if you love them, stay with them. If you don't love them, eh, go down the road and celebrate with the neighbor. <laughs> or, you know, stay home, close the blinds, and just every once in a while walk over to the blinds and open them up. Yeah, I don't have to go out there and close them back down again. It's pretty simple, actually. Uh, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, follow me on all the socials and uh, we'll bring in, uh, we'll have a nice Christmas and bring in the new year together across the social media platforms. Okay. Here's uh, David Osmond and Clyde Bowden with Oh Come All Ye Faithful from the album Believe Again. And uh, I put the link in the show prep if you want an opportunity to get it. It is uh, one of my favorite, favorite songs. Uh, especially, I mean, holiday songs overall, ever. Oh, come all you faithful. Uh, this version from David and Clyde.
Christmas. Be safe. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.